It is time for a semi-state edition of State Champs Indiana Extra Point. It's presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to LTUathletics.com and click the link that says, well, recruit yourself. Academic and athletic scholarships are available over two dozen varsity sports, including football, which congratulations to them, just wrapped up their most successful season in their program's young history, finishing 7-4. and four. My name is Greg Rakestraw, joined by Bob Stambazzi. Hello, my friend. How are you? Well, just peachy, ready to go. I did not really get to see football last week, but boy, I was too dead. I had more scores coming at me than a ping pong match. Uh, it was exciting. I mean, what a great night of high school football, Greg, last Friday night. And well, let me tell you about the game that we I had. on Saturday. True. Absolutely. Let me tell you about the game that I had on Friday night, uh, just because I think it was better than most anticipated. The story was Lawrence North playing Center Grove and Lawrence North playing in a football regional game for the first time since 1990. Again, in the years they have been good, which has not been all the time, they have frequently run into a powerful Warren Central team. This year, their path did not include Warren Central. LC knocked off Warren in the opening round. Not that LN couldn't have beaten Warren if they had played them in the sectional final, but they have to deal with that stumbling block. They beat a young North Central team, and they beat a young LC team that improved as the season went along, but Lawrence North snapped a sectional drought that had lasted 31 years. Their reward was the number one team in the state and a team that had handled them rather handily a 319 in that, on that day, and honestly, it wasn't that close. Um, it was close on Friday night. In fact, had there not been for a, a couple of special teams miscues, a punt that went sideways that a very, very bright center girl player didn't just kind of sit there and watch it, immediately scooped it up and took off and ran with it into the end zone for a touchdown. And then another punt return touchdown in the first quarter. I think LN had a chance to win that football game. Uh, it was 29-9. Center Grove scored once in the last three quarters. An LN team that had a lot of pieces to replace on offense, namely Donovan McCulley, now playing at Indiana University, but brought back a good chunk of a very good defense from a year ago. Those kids played great. Uh, and Center Grove got really what was their second test of the year, the other one being Cathedral in, in week number nine. So congratulations to Center Grove for winning now a 20 game. I ran out of fingers and toes a little bit uh, longer to do the math there. Uh, and their their quest is to become a was formed nine years ago to be repeat champs. The four Mick powerhouses all have two titles apiece. Carmel, Center Grove, Warren Central, uh, and Ben Davis. Ben Davis and Center Grove will play in the semi-state for the third consecutive year. And when Ben Davis played Center Grove in week four, that was a three-point game with three minutes left to go in the third quarter before Center Grove pulled away and won that one by 24 at Ray Skillman Field. But Baz, just your quick thoughts on uh, seeing that score pop by and the competitive game that LN gave the number one team in the state. Yeah, when I was reading about that, Greg, I said, oh my. Uh, because everybody has Center Grove so high. We all do, let's face it. But uh, to sit there and see LN come in and play as confident, and I think that's the big word that I look sure. at here with that football team. They come in with confidence, knowing that if they play their game, uh, they were going to be able to play with Center Grove, and by golly, they did it and just come up a little short. But it was it a little shocker? Yes, but it also, to me, sent out the fact that maybe, just maybe, some of the parodies coming back to the middle now. 
I, w- I would say that too. And again, I-, I thought it from the week before, the way that Brownsburg beat up Carmel. I'm oh. like, all right, last couple of weeks, maybe not this week, but last couple of weeks thinking the path for Center Grove was going to Brownsburg or Eastfield. Um, hey, maybe they're going to have a couple of tough games. Well, it's not Brownsburg. Uh, Brownsburg was thumped by Ben Davis. And what we have seen now consistently in the tournament is if you have to play for a second time, it really favors the team that either was beaten uh, or simply you're going to have a more competitive game the second time around. So on the Ben Davis and Brownsburg front, Ben Davis was dominant from the jump, much like in the season opener, Brownsburg won 33-22. And a Ben Davis team that I want to say was 2-5 and five at, at, at one point uh, after week number seven uh, and, and – the loss to Carmel that, frankly, none of us were talking football after the loss to Carmel. <laughs> but but we all said, now listen, they really aren't going to be tested the next four or five weeks because they played Lawrence Central, who was young. They played a North Central team. Who Tiller would say, God rest his soul, they were playing Brigham Young East, BYE, the next week. Um, then you had a sectional with Southport, Perry, and Tech. Uh, they played Southport and Tech. Uh, and so Jason Simmons knew his team had four or five weeks to get right. Uh, and that that they have, by far their best win of the year was beating Brownsburg. And again, Bob, you mentioned the word confidence. Ben Davis will have that against Center Grove. Will not be easy. They're going to go back to Center Grove to win that game. And, and if Center Grove was in danger of overlooking anybody, again, maybe against LN a little bit, uh, I, I think that group realizes, hey, um, they, they have – uh, a test on their hands. The other thing I would say is this. To some degree, LN and, and other teams too, the teams that have been able to move the football against Center Grove have done so because of quick hits in the passing game and, and going four and five wide. That is what Ben Davis does. You have to pass the ball quickly against Center Grove because if you don't, Caden Curry is going to devour your quarterback. And if he doesn't get there, James Schott will. Uh, and, and for those that don't know the background, we've talked about Caden Curry. I think he's Mr. Football. He is choosing between Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oregon, and Indiana. James Schott's going to play at Michigan State next year. Um, however, Center Grove has lost their top cornerback, likely for the season, in Caden Carroll, who is going to play at the University of Cincinnati. So if there is an area that is, but is not as strong, it's the defensive backfield for, for, for Center Grove. So Ben Davis has a blueprint to be successful against the Trojans. Can they get enough stops on defense? I think that is the question. Now, let's turn the conversation, Baz, to your neck of the woods. Two games in the smaller levels that caught our attention going into the week will go 1A then 2A. The battle for Adams County went as expected to the Adams Central Jets. Yeah, second time around in this particular game, and Adams Central just come out, Greg, literally – uh, I think that as soon as the national anthem was over, game was over. Uh, they come up with a big uh, 41 to nothing win, and uh, uh, they they see the gauntlet in front of them. They've had to go through it now, and uh, they want to get down and, and take on Lutheran in that final. Now, they got a very tough North Judson uh, Blue Jay team to take on uh, this weekend, but uh, Adam Central right now, we've talked about them all year, have done a phenomenal job. Uh, physically, and I do mean physically, wearing their opponents down from the opening kickoff. And when you have a team that can consistently do that now for 48 minutes, 
and that's what you get out of Adam Central. And they've got a lot of kids. I think a lot of people don't understand this, but when you look at it, Greg, I know you do, but when you're winning games by the scores that Adam Central has done, which has allowed them to build depth. So you yep. don't have to have your starters go 48 minutes because you got people coming in and out. You're staying fresher. As the season progresses, you're staying fresher not only physically but mentally. And I think that is one of the biggest assets that Adam Central has. So much confidence, so much support in that community for that program. And I, I do believe they're going to get down against uh, North Judson this week and, and get a big W. I agree. And, and again, when, when I think of Adam Central, culture is what comes to mind. You know, yeah, good every year. And it's it's the it's the farm kid work ethic. Uh, you know, those those kids are big. Those kids are strong. Uh, had it not been for the greatness of Pioneer over a three or four year stretch, Adam Central <laughs> yeah. would have made it, you know, a, a bit further in terms of sure. that was the stopping point years ago between Adam yeah. Central and Pioneer. And Adam Central was able to do some things against Pioneer. Yeah. Just nobody had an answer for Jack Kaiser, uh, you know, during his days and now playing at the Devin. We said, you know, all we're all regular season. Hey, listen, yes. it's going to be one of Adam Central and Monroe Central against Lutheran in the final. Well, Monroe Central gets knocked off in the slop a couple of weeks ago by South Adams. Then Adam Central beats South Adams. Lutheran will play try in the 1A South semi-state. You've already touched on it. Adam Central plays the Blue Jays of North Judson, San Pierre in the 1A North semi-state. And again, we all expect Adam Central and Lutheran to be the matchup in 1A uh, not this coming weekend, but next weekend at Lucas Oil Stadium. And then the two so now, we, we got to talk about, Greg, is, yep. is was a slobber knocker in every sense of the word uh, with Bishop Lures going in there. I mean, Eastside going into Eastbrook as Eastside <laughs> East had just beat Lures the week before is what right. I wanted to get to. And you didn't know where they were going to be emotionally and physically coming into the this Eastbrook team that uh, will throw the ball about five times. Uh, they'll run the ball about 90 times. Well, in this ball game, they had to throw a little bit more, but uh, Eastside was all Laban uh, Davis again, uh, Greg. I'm getting text message scores saying, this kid is phenomenal. He is 90% of this program right here. He has over 3,500 uh, yards this season. Uh, passing and rushing the football, and they come up with a big 21-14 win over Eastbrook. Now, that 14, Eastbrook got a score late in the ball game, uh, to put it that way, but it, it really was Eastside controlling anything that uh, Eastbrook wanted to do. This is going to be a very formidable opponent for Andre and the 59ers <laughs> are really yeah. good. Uh, they can put a lot of points on the board. Uh, so this is going to be a matchup, I think, of who is really going to spy or spies they're going to put on Laban to keep him inside. So here's what I would say is this. Has Andrean played a better schedule? Yes, they have. Yes. But Eastside, having played Adam Central, having played Lures, and having beaten yes. Eastbrook, they played enough quality teams where that, that factor will be somewhat mitigated. Yeah. Um, and, and they will have played a team – with an equal level of athleticism in lures as what Andrean has. And much like we talk about Caden Curry as a Mr. Football candidate, as a primarily defensive player, we would say that for Andrean with Drake Bowen. Oh, top linebacker prospects in the country. And if you look at these teams, there's a lot of great defensive players seemingly this year 
in, in this senior class in terms of Indiana high school football. The gauntlet that we talked about Lures having to run, well, you just simply yes. take them out and put Eastside in there in terms of saying if Eastside is to win a state championship, Eastside will have to beat in successive weeks <laughs> Lures, right. Eastbrook, Andrean, and then Modern Day and Cecina are the other teams that are in the southern half of the bracket. I would probably lean a little bit towards Modern Day in that game. But then again, I, you never underestimate what Aunt Hurley can do with a team at Cecina. But uh, Eastside and Andrean will have to take a backseat to no one uh, in terms of uh, statewide right. attention this week. All right, we literally have 12 games that will take place across the state of Indiana this week. And I know that I know the two games with teams from your backyard have your attention that we just talked about. Yeah. Of the other ten, what what flies off the radar at you? Well, I got to go to a team you've talked about all year, yeah, Westfield. You thought Westfield uh, was going to be a good ball team, as they they just were in a bad situation uh, the area they were playing. But uh, a team that surprises me seriously, Greg, uh, is really memorable. Uh, yep. the, the Pirates have played well. They put a ton of yards uh, out there each and every game. Uh, this could be a I, what I think is a great matchup. I think a surprising matchup to me uh, in, in all of Indiana is Michigan City taking on Zinesville. Uh, yeah. Who would have thunked Michigan City would have got by Valparaiso? Not me, but they got by him at double overtime, 31-28, to advance and take on a really good Zionsville team. And and also I got to look at New Prairie and Northridge, two northern teams that uh, uh, have great followings. Uh, as I said, I was reading an article, if you're going to go to the game, bring your lawn chair because there's going to be no seats. So this place is going to be jam-packed in uh, San Pierre, North. North uh, New Prairie is really good. They're so stinking physical for a 3A team. Uh, it, it's silly. But then the final one I'm going to bring up for me is Mishawaka Marion. Uh, and what's that team they're going to play? I mean, it's, it's Jesuit. It, it, yeah, I know. And I'm just kidding. But I mean, uh, Mishawaka Marion. This team right here, good, Bob? But, the Braves yeah, or Buff Jesuit? That, these guys right here? Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be a tough matchup for anybody, and let alone Mitch Walker Marion, who's really a good football team. Quick thoughts on 4A. These are probably none of the teams we thought would make the semi-state. Oh, you know, we talked about Ron Colley, and we talked about Leo. We talked about Mooresville. Yeah. We talked about East Central. None of them are playing. East Central at Memorial was a great game. Memorial found a way to win on a field goal late in that game. Mount Vernon beating Ron Colley was a stunner to everyone other than those at Mount Vernon. Um, well, but but Ron Colley was thought to be one of the best four or five teams in the state, not in 4A, and Mount Vernon got the job done. And much like Westfield, they have now won every game they have played since week one. Westfield lost to Cathedral in, yeah. in, in, in week one, have rolled off 11 straight wins. Mount Vernon played 6A one and have rolled up 12 consecutive wins. Again, folks, Memorial is playing up a class. They are still up on the success factor. Uh, and because of they, they won a 3A state title, made back-to-back 3A state championship games, then went to 4A and won again. So they are, are keeping themselves in the 4A level now for the next several years with, with what they are doing. Quick thought on Merrillville and Michigan City. Uh, I think Michigan City and Zions was going to be a really good game. 
again, Zionsville is proving that because they play an entirely 6A schedule, they literally do not play a single 5A team uh, until they get to the postseason. Now, there's an asterisk there. They play a 4A team. They have an annual rivalry game with Lebanon in week number two. They play Pike in their first non-conference game. Zionsville is the only 5A school in the Hoosier Crossroads Conference. So for the second year in a row, their record is not great. They were four and five at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But because of the caliber of competition they play week in, week out, they are battle-tested. Michigan City, playing in the Duneland, plays the best available schools they can play in their region of the state. I think it well prepares them for the 5A playoffs. So now that gets us to Merrillville in terms of the 6A playoffs. And again, I think it was an assumption, hey, Merrillville's going to be sitting there in the semi-state. There's yes. nobody in their quarter of the bracket or their, you know, that, that can give them a game. I thought that, again, if they could have gotten that semi-state game at home, I would have liked their chance a little bit more than having to come down to Westfield. Last time that Merrillville had to make the drive generally towards the Indianapolis area, you know, Chittard put it on them from the 3A level in the middle of the season last year. I know that Maryville's got a very talented team. They got a lot of kids going to play Division One football. But again, it's kind of what I talked about with Andrean in terms of whom you have played during the course of the season. I don't think Maryville has played anyone close to as good as Westfield is, and that's why I like Westfield in that game. Anything else for the good of the cause today, my friend? No, people just got to get out and support these kids. It, this is exciting time now. Uh, the semi, it just doesn't get any better in Indiana than tournament time. The one thing I will say is this, the game that I will have on the IHSAA Champions Network on Friday night will be Cathedral hosting New Albany. And Cathedral expected to be there. New Albany was not. They are playing in a football semi-state game for the first time in program history. The Bulldogs were winners of the Hoosier Hills Conference this year. Columbus East had literally owned that league. They had not lost a league game for 15 years uh, before they lost to Seymour back in week number three. And Columbus East is down, but New Albany ran the table in the league and then avenged an earlier loss to Bloomington South and beat them handily, 33-14, in the regional championship game. New Albany is literally in the exact same shoes that Lawrence North was in a week ago when they played Center Grove, and they found a way to compete that LN team to a Center Grove. I'm not sure that answer is there for New Albany against Cathedral. But this is one of those nights where, hey, you go play, you go hope for the best, you see what you can do, and if it doesn't go well for the Bulldogs, so what? You've done better than any team in your – and New Albany is one of the oldest high schools in the state, and you've literally done better than any football team that has ever laced them up in the history of your program. Cathedral, a heavy favorite. I'm looking forward to seeing Cathedral for the first time this year, but tip of the cap – to the, and I would tip my cap, but I'm too bald in here, so I won't. A tip of the cap to the New Albany Bulldogs uh, for making it as far. And, and as somebody who it, literally all three sports I played in high school, Bob, my season ended against New Albany in the sectional round. A lot of respect for the Bulldogs, and congratulations. Wow. I look forward to seeing some old friends up in Indianapolis coming up on Friday night. Bob and I will have a state finals preview edition of this program. We'll talk about all 12 semi-state games and uh, preview slash pick all six state final games next week when we do this again. Let's thank our friends at Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. For Bob Stambazzi and Kevin Behind the Scenes, my name is Greg Rakestraw. Thanks for joining us for State Champs Indiana Extra Points.